You are listening to the In Context Podcast. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the In Context Podcast. Uh, this morning it's me and Matt and we're going to be discussing the FIEC. How are you doing, Matt? All right, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So the FIEC, uh, the Fellowship of Independent Evangelical Churches, both of our churches are not only part of the Medhurst Network, we're part of the FIEC Network. So what is the FIEC, uh, Matt? So as you said, Fellowship of Independent Evangelical Churches, I mean, the FIEC has been going for a, a very long time. We're, I guess, one of the most recent members of it. So we we were, uh, became officially part of it in uh, December, kind of the turn of the year, December, January this year. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's a network, a partnership of independent churches, really. So working together to reach the UK, reach the nation with the good news of Jesus. Um, they have a statement of faith that you have to sign up to and a set of um, three other kind of statements on particularly uh, I would say probably pressing or, or kind of current cultural issues that they want agreement on in their churches. Uh, and if you're an independent church with 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 those with those beliefs held, then I guess you you can become part of it. And so we've yeah, so we've been officially part of it for that little time. I've I've been connected to the FIC through the Pastors Network for over six years now. Um, I became part of that when I was first kind of looking for jobs after the assistant pastor job that I did part-time in, in Doncaster. Um, so my aim was always to get the church to be part of that, but we only officially became part of it last, kind of in the last year. So, so when you, you you first hear of the FIEC or first look into the FIEC, uh, you probably, because you grew up in Christian circles and then you worked for the UCCF, uh, yeah, that probably didn't come as much as a surprise to you that the characters involved in the FIEC, the leadership. Uh, but for me, when looking at it, everyone seemed to be either an Oxford or Cambridge graduate. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wore yeah. chinos and like flannel shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. Act Twenty Nine was ridiculed because everyone wanted to be uh, like one of these like trendy pastors with skinny jeans and tattoos and stuff. <laughs> And uh, the FIEC yeah. was opposite, where I think those passes tried the best not to be trendy at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. it's funny, isn't it? So I think, I think that's that's probably has been a perception of it, and and I think, yeah, on average, if you if you if you looked around and took a, a cross section of of the leaders' conference, you probably would get that impression. But from what I can gather from other people, and like I say, although the church I grew up in was an independent or still is an independent evangelical church, it only became part of the FIEC a couple of years ago. So the FIEC is still, a, in one sense, a new, newish organisation to me in terms of my involvement in it. But from people I've spoken to, they would say that it's changed drastically in the last 10 years. So that before that, it really would have been quite, for want of a better word, stayed. So like it would have been all shirts, ties, suits. It was very, very much more traditional. Um, and it's probably broadened out culturally in the last 10 years than, than it than it probably had for a while. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting that there's still obviously some cultural hangover in it. But what what's great is on the surface, yeah, you, you probably look and think, oh, 
well, particularly when 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 I guess we rocked up to the the FIC conference and we're wearing tracking bottoms and hoodies, it probably did stand out quite a bit. Um, but uh, it, the people there are all great. It, it's just obviously the perception often is you know you, first impressions don't they, they 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 do last or they do they do make an impact. Um, yeah, I, I think that world is interesting for me. I think I, for a lot of years I've probably straddled those two worlds in some way. So. I, maybe my whole life has probably straddled those two worlds intentionally or unintentionally. So, Abby, I grew up in I grew up in Sunderland in what was a, a mining village, but had then kind of become part of Sunderland over the course of kind of urban sprawl in the in the kind of seventies and eighties and, and and into the nineties when I grew up there. And then, um, but I went to a Christian private school as a kid from like age five, um, and then I went to uni in Durham. And weirdly, I mean, I was, what, 12 miles away from home. Mm. Uh, but I felt like I'd moved 300 miles south because because <laughs> I was a massive, massively in the minority, even though I was the close, one of the closest people to their hometown. Mm. I was hugely in the minority at uni. And so I kind of got used to being in that environment, partly in the Christian Union and through being there at uni. And so in one sense, I, I'm a bit of a... I feel like a bit of a nomad between between what I've been involved in and where I grew up because they're quite they're quite different. Um, so yeah, so it's it, navigating that. Sorry, I'm slightly off topic, I guess, but navigating that within the FIC is quite interesting because I think having been to uni and been involved in the in the Christian unions and things, a lot of the people I knew or people I worked with in UCCF, they're in the FIC for most a lot of the university staff workers and relay workers when they've gone on to further ministry not all of them have but a lot have that the almost the most natural home for them theologically is the FIEC so so I I went to that the first conference I went to in Hemsby I already knew loads of people there because I'd worked with half of them when <laughs> when I'd worked with UCCF so in one sense for me it was it was probably easier to slot into that just because I knew people there mm -hmm. um yeah, well, it was funny for me because uh, when it was first mentioned, I was encouraged to to, to join the FIEC for the church to become uh, part of the network. And uh, a guy called Julian Ribera, I think he was on the trust board at the time. He's a pastor on a council estate in Brighton. He was encouraging me to join. And I was saying, oh, look, I don't fit in. I don't wear a Gillette. I don't have a backpack or uh, a steel water bottle with a carabiner clipped to my trousers. I said, <laughs> "What have I got in common? It's not diverse enough." And he he put me on put it on my toes and said, "Well, if you want to see it become more diverse, it needs people like you to join." Whereas, uh, yeah, it, it turned it around the question around for me. Think, well, yeah, I can't whinge about things not being diverse if I'm not willing to join things that aren't exactly like me. So, yeah, yeah so I. I I met with Julian. What really encouraged me was Julian was in Brighton and he travelled all the way up to Middlesbrough. To be fair, I don't think he realised how far Middlesbrough was when he agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was in North Pole. <laughs> yeah, it took him the full day. It's a, it's a difficult place to get to and he spent a few days with us and it was a, such a blessing to have him. He was yeah. such an encouragement. And uh, I thought if, if, if only half the people in the FIEC like Julian, then it's going to be worth, worth, doing, worth yeah. joining, yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, so there was a number of reasons why I, I, I wanted to join. The first one being was the type of church we we, we are, conservative, reformed, evangelical, a few and far between in 
the northeast, and particularly in in Middlesbrough. Mm. And we weren't part ecumenically with churches together or a lot of the other churches where we we didn't stand with uh, theologically. Uh, yeah, so we felt on our own, and I kind of felt a bit of a cult. And I think to to some of the locals, because we weren't Methodist or Anglican or Catholic, they probably thought we were a bit of a cult and a bit strange as well. Yeah. So it was good to be part of a of a, of a wider network, uh, not so much locally but regionally and and nationally. So that was the first thing for me. It was it was finding a, a group of churches that we could be uh, united with on the gospel. So what was your motivation for for because you were already part of the pastors network? So what first of all, what were the benefits of of your church joining with the FIEC? Very similar, really, to yours. I think historically. Um, Hardwick had been uh, a dissenting member of the Baptist Union when that was a thing you could be. So that was from like the late 1980s, I think, early early 90s. Um, and so theologically, we were just we were on quite a different page in terms of similar to what you said. We'd be conservative and reformed, uh, evangelical, and and therefore, I think. I don't think intentionally, but I think just over the course of time, the church had just been become quite isolated. So it was part of a, a reformed fraternal, but they, those churches are scattered across kind of a lot of North Yorkshire and out even further, almost further afield. And that's so they were a long way apart from each other. None of, none of the other churches in that were in Stockton. Um, and so I think being part of a, something that gave us a bit more of a, well, local, regional and national identity made, made sense that with people who theologically would be on the same page as um, we are the same thing. We, we're not we're not in the churches together movement across Teesside. It's it's big. There's a lot of people in it. But for me, it's too broad. And therefore, that just kind of rules out a lot of stuff we can do. That. I, I'm friends with a number of pastors in it, I guess. I've got I'd contact with them. I've, I've met and prayed with some of the local pastors in, in Stockton. Uh, just kind of on a personal level for our churches in our town but those those bigger events the difficulty is it, it's I couldn't wholeheartedly say that I would stand you know side by side with all of the hmm. not just all of the churches in it but all of the organizations that are also involved in it that would be kind of I guess maybe loose very loosely Christian so for us being part of something bigger I think is helpful um especially because I think the danger would have been we could have just become more and more isolated um, and thought, well, actually, is there is there anybody else out there a bit like us? And uh, and there are, there are loads, there are loads of churches, obviously, within the FIC that we, we can partner with. Again, not a lot in the region, like you've said. I mean, you you would be, I would imagine you're the, you're the only FIC church in Middlesbrough. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Is the, I think there's one in Gisborough and one in Loftus, but again, they're not particularly, you know, they're, they're a decent distance from you, then there's us, uh, and then I think there's one in, in, in Newton Aircliffe, so you're talking about five churches, but they're all at least 10 miles apart from each other, so it's not like we've got, you know, two or three in each of our towns or cities. Um, so, yeah, being part of that is helpful to connect in with some of those people locally, um, even though, you know, I guess... <laughs> in the south the FIC church we say oh our local FIC church is you know six streets away <laughs> and, and the next one after that's only 10 streets away whereas we're going actually it's 10 miles away to the next town but it, it's good to be able to have that connection so I think for us it was very much being part of something bigger 
it's it's an encouragement to the congregation to be part of something bigger our leaders went to the conference the last conference that was held in Torquay before we become part of it um the eldership went uh, basically for, for me to encourage them that this was going to be something good for us to be part of and they loved it um they really really enjoyed the conference they, they got to know some people there and just thought yeah this is you know so so it was easy to put to the church because the elders were all on board with it and, and i think the church was just keen to have something that we could be could be part of um, theologically practically build some partnerships and some connections so that we didn't become very insular and isolated so i think that's the danger if you've got not many people around you on a similar they're on a similar wavelength you can just become very isolated but that affects all sorts of other things which we haven't got time to go into but it affects how you do mission and all sorts because you just you become so almost insular and protective of yourselves mm. that you then that, that can be problematic so actually being part of dfic plus is a really yeah i think a really encouraging thing yeah, yeah and, and what about the 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 conference, the leaders' conference. I'm gutted that the last year's and, and this year's has been cancelled. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so this yeah. year's hasn't been cancelled; it's been modified. But yeah, it's not going to be in Torquay. Uh, how, how did you find uh, the leaders' conference? I was a bit hesitant going to my first one, and then after I went to my first one, I was gutted thinking, "Why have I took so long to <laughs> come to these? They're brilliant." Plus, also again looking around the room. Uh, it, it, it is a lot more diverse, at least culturally, still very, very white. I'd like to see more ethnicities represented there, but on a class level, uh, with, with the lads from the Meadows churches and, and, and the big contingent from 20 schemes, uh, the flavour is changing a little bit to what it was a few years ago. Yeah. No, I think, that, I think that's true. And I think, to be fair, it's probably reflected, you know, evangelicalism in the UK by, by culturally in terms of class and ethnicity but actually I think that's changing on a national level and I think then it's changing within the FIC as well isn't it so I, you're right that that is good in terms of my own experience with the conference conferences are something I quite I, I quite like I think it's my personality I quite like you know mixing with people meeting people sit, catching up with people who I knew so I wasn't as hesitant to go so when I knew I could go to a conference and you know my church kind of they, they they graciously pay for me to go to two conferences each year so that was what for me was the most natural one already been in the pastors network mm. i did think i was heading to the end of the world when we went to hemsby though because it's like the the train out to hemsby is just one straight long flat line and it was a really foggy day so i literally couldn't see where we couldn't see anything either where we were going i was like where 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 is this conference like it's it's in the it's obviously just out and they're completely out in the sticks but uh no I, I i've i've really enjoyed the conferences i think they're really helpful um the teachings the teachings usually great um and i think the opportunity to meet people across and build connections has been really helpful i mean you it wasn't at that conference was it but the connection that you've got with banstead community church has come through an FIC conference, not that, but the Hub conference, hasn't it? So, I think the opportunities to build those connections as well is 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 massive. So, yeah, really, really benefited from the conference. So, like you, I'm sad that it's not happening in Tokyo this year. Yeah, and and the same with the Hub conference. That that was awesome. I think for me, I prefer the Hub conference. Uh, just for people who don't know, the Hub is for people who are interested in ministry, investigating ministry. So. It's a lot of teaching uh, focused on 
on being part of the FIC, but also training and uh, whether it's like formal seminary training or in-house training with the church. Uh, and basically it's assessing couples and individuals who are thinking of getting into ministry. But alongside that, it's it's smaller. So it, it's it's uh, less formal. Eating every meal together. And, and then there's some fantastic teaching, but also time just to hang out and chill out. And uh, it's got a nice little relaxing bar that you can uh, chill out with at the end of each session. And uh, yeah, that, I found that was really helpful for building relationships with other FIEC yeah. churches, uh, for those people you might have met at the leaders' conference or for other people uh, that you know, but very rarely get to see because they're at other ends of the country. And it does really make you feel, especially for us isolated pastors in the north of England, where we don't have... Uh, that bigger network of other uh, like-minded churches it's really helpful uh, and encouraging to meet up with other pastors and, and, and gospel workers yeah so gutted that the hub conference isn't on and if anyone's interested in ministry hopefully 2022 there'll be one on then uh, so check that out on the FIEC website and uh, yeah. this is unusual that I'm promoting the FIEC <laughs> but it shows how much it has changed over the, the last couple of years about how yeah. how uh, inclusive I feel it, it, it has become. I feel it's a, a great benefit to us as a as a small church to be part of this wider network, uh, wider network who who are keen to see churches like ours yeah. supported and grow and planted. But on another level, we have the. Uh, the churches as members of the FIC, but we're both part of the pastors network. Uh, yeah. The reason why I did that was I saw a couple of churches who were independent, uh, which is good, which I think all churches should have autonomy, should be uh, locally run, not nationally run. But with that comes a few issues. If the polity of the church isn't that good, uh, I started, I was the only elder. Uh, many of the members were new believers uh, or inexperience regarding uh, church leadership and I'm quite a dominant character and I was aware very quickly that I could have become a, a dictator. Members meetings would often result in me suggesting something and everyone's just saying yeah that sounds good let's do it and I realised that without any accountability that quickly uh, I could put the church and myself in quite a, a dangerous place. So the first thing I did was get uh, elders of other churches join our church trustee board Secondly, I joined the Pastors Network because although being part of the Pastors Network, the FIEC couldn't remove me from the church if I was in sin, but they could remove me from the network, which would then send a clear message to the church saying, look, he, he's, yeah. he's he's not up to standard here. We, yeah. We've removed him from membership. How about you remove him from leadership? And, and again, that was more of a protection for the church plus also a protection for me because if there was an, is an issue, we could get somebody in and they could discuss yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, it was just accountability for the church, accountability for me as a pastor. Uh, what were the reasons for you joining the network? Well, so initially for me, one of the reasons was because it was it was going to be the best place for me to look for jobs, mm -hmm. really, when I finished in, in Doncaster. Kind of FIC was going to be the you know, the, theologically, my my home, really. Mm. Um, and so being part of the Pastors Network was then going to enable me to do that. So I guess one well, that's a selfish reason, but that was, that was one of my first reasons. Um, but also, I guess it, it was it was good so that if I was then either going into an FIEC church or into a church that was considering the FIEC, there was already a connection there with it. 
Um, but also that support network, really. I think having being part of that connection and, and then being able to either tap into or receive or, you know, be part of being with those other pastors, really, in that, in that way. Um, and I, I was going to say, I was glad you brought the pastors network up, actually, because I think that's another way that the FIC have, have, have really, I guess, helped help people, not just not me, but I think pastors in general, I think it's it's a good thing. Again, the more isolated you are, the more you need to be proactive in, in getting these connections. Otherwise, there's all sorts of problems. You know, you've named one of where you could become quite a dictator if you've got a dominant personality. You could just become really depressed and burn out if you've just you're overburdened and you've got no nobody to, you know, support you and 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 help lift you up and um yeah, I think I think the pastors network is is good for that. I think the conferences that they run are helpful. In one sense, it'd be lovely if they were more regular than once a year, but I understand that's it's a lot of it's a lot of logistics to do when you're running thirty conferences across the country. Um, but yeah, the pastors network just a good thing to be connected to, really, to know that there are there are brothers in Christ around the around the country, all kind of on the same page as you, and um, yeah helpful if you've got i imagine crises that you want to chat to chat to somebody else about um but yeah i think in in general i think the fic have, have, have really and particularly in the last year it's not just the pastors network but in the last year over kind of the covid crisis the amount of things they've done to try and help pastors navigate through the last 12 to 18 months has been brilliant i mean you know some of the some i i, I if i was reading the amount of legal jargon that John Stevens must have had to read about, about the guidelines and rules for meeting and not meeting in COVID, I think I'd have gone insane. So um, the fact that he's been able to do that and, and condense it for, for us to basically take the bullet points has been brilliant. The, the webinars that have been on, a lot of them have been really helpful too, just to start thinking about some of the stuff that's going to have changed or will change as a result of that. And some of it's been support. It's been care of pastors really across and not just pastors, but anybody really involved in, in church ministry. So, yeah, I think there's been a lot of benefits of being part of the FIC, um, as well as being able to contribute to it. There's been a lot to, to receive from it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think John Stevens has been very helpful in giving those succinct uh, outlines of, of what we should be doing over COVID. And he's been very helpful in showing how to respond to abuse as well on, on Twitter. I think he's been very godly. However, I would like him just to kick off on day <laughs> and tell someone to like just stick it. I'd love it if he just like, no, I wouldn't really. He's, he's a good example. <laughs> but it would be funny if he just like just said, oh, I, I, it's my last day in the FIEC and just giving someone it. <laughs> but again, not just John, we've got uh, Johnny Prime who's been yeah. awesome help. He's, yeah, I'd love him to be my pastor. Uh, I, I, I want to try and get him to move to, to Middlesbrough and come and be part of the eldership. <laughs> I might stay here a bit longer if he comes and joins us. Yeah, and, and yeah, the whole team, I think, are, are really good and, and provide some fantastic support. And uh, particularly Adrian Reynolds, if he puts that funding bid through for me, then then he's probably... <laughs> Whoever is in charge of the money is my favourite. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the network, you, you only joined it because you wanted a job. <laughs> Basically, yeah. 
Yeah, I joined yeah. it because I thought I might lose mine. So, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yes. So, the the benefits of it then has there been any negatives of, of being part of the FIC? How how are you seen within your local community or your your town as being part of the FIC? Um, I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure. There's been much. There's not been much to kind of go on with that, really. I mean, we, we haven't been officially part of the FIC for for long, and it really, it's only really been during COVID. So I think there's not much, there wouldn't be much of, of, of a, a kind of knowledge of it, really, necessarily. Um, there may be conversations I'll have, you know, when I can meet up with people more post post all these lockdown restrictions and things that, that you know, questions are raised on that. But for us, it hasn't really... It hasn't really there hasn't really been a negative I don't think from that point of view um it's it's all generally been it's all generally been positive for us what about for you so have you had issues with people wondering why you joined why you joined yeah well just people saying that were not ecumenical which they'd say that anyway uh, yeah so at least at least people just know who we are but when they check out the website see we're partnered with a FIC our statements of faith tally with that of yeah. the FIEC. So again, I think the only negative is is that people. Well, it's not a negative. People just understand who we are. Uh, but it's it's also comes with a positive, as in uh, the know we're not on our own. Whereas before we might have been seen as a, a cult yeah. for being completely different to all the other churches in the area. But at least it shows us that we are aligned to lots of yeah. other churches uh, regionally and and nationally. So not not really. Uh, there's been no. Uh, negatives to it are just people's maybe misunderstanding of what reformed uh, yeah. evangelicalism is like people uh, obviously worried about us being Calvinists because a lot of people in the area don't know what a Calvinist is they just have this caricature of, yeah. of, of Calvinism and uh, yeah that were women haters and homophobic and, and things like that but I think that's generally not because of the FIEC but because of a misunderstanding of what the Bible says rather than uh, the network that we're part of. So again, because we have, because we preach the Bible and and uh, we stand firm to biblical truths, often we are seen as outcasts. So uh, as the strange ones, which you wouldn't believe it, would you? Sixty years ago, that the church that preaches the Bible is seen as the odd one out. But again, it just, it, I think that's the biggest thing. Because there has been times where I think, are we the odd ones out? Shall we yeah. relax our membership rules? Shall we? Right, relax church discipline, but being part of the FIEC, FIEC I think, encourages us to to remain firm. It's it's yeah. being united with with a group of other churches, reminding us that yeah, what we are doing is right. Yeah, yeah, and although even within the FIEC there are obviously you know differences on 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 certain things. Yeah, it's it's really helpful to know that, like the statement of faith, I think is brilliant. I think it's really clear, um, and and concise and you know, we we the same really have just adopted that statement of faith as as is, and it that just gives clarity, doesn't it? Knowing the, the those other churches coming back to what we said at the beginning, knowing the other churches in it are all signing up to that same thing, um, is is really helpful because I think the rest of it, the other things that you might disagree and you can agree to disagree on, because actually that statement of faith is very clear and comprehensive. Um, I think the biggest thing I, I disagree with. The majority of FIEC churches is just the way the pastors dress. 
They were the biggest obstacle. <laughs> Disagree with where the pile of shoes from. <laughs> an extra statement on the bottom. Another, another, another statement. Not an ecumenism. Statement on clothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dress wear. If you're not climbing up Ben Nevis, leave your mountaineering gear away. Don't shop at outdoors for everything you wear. <laughs> I've never seen <coughs> mountaineering gear never climb up a mountain. Anyway, I know you're busy. I've got all the time in the world today, but uh, yeah, I've cocked up my, my podcast schedule, so thank you for stepping in at the last minute. It's all right. That's not bothered at all. Oh, great. Have you got anything else to say? I, cu- I couldn't end the podcast just being totally positive about the FIEC. I had to put something in that, <laughs> that mocked them. But what about you, brother? Any final words? No, not particularly. I just think I think if there's churches or people listening to this who are part of independent churches and maybe have felt that isolation or wondered whether there was something they could be part of, the FIEC is is, is worth joining. It's worth getting in touch with them and, and, and finding out whether, you know, whether you can get connected into or, or or speak to somebody local, look up on their website who's near you and find out what they, what was helpful with that. It's so like I say, the church I grew up in in Sunderland had been an independent church from when it was established in like 19, the early 1980s, but didn't join the FIC until a few years ago. And in reality, I think, I mean, you'd have, to, you'd have to speak to them, but thinking back to when I grew up in it, I think it being part of the FIC would have been a really helpful thing um kind of decades ago never mind the last the last few years um just thinking of the benefits we've enjoyed from it already i think that would have been good and i think there are probably other churches particularly in our region that are you know slugging their guts out as independent churches with very little support and so there probably are places that would benefit from joining the network um so yeah if there are out there it's probably worth them getting in touch with the fic office and finding out how to get 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 joined up definitely awesome oh cheers Matt thanks again uh, for giving us your time this morning and no bother yeah hopefully uh, we'll do this again sometime soon but thanks again for listening to the In Context podcast <laughs>